Hey, welcome to my basement. How's everybody doing out there? Happy. It's not Friday. It should feel like Friday. I think it's a like happy Friday. console gamer day or something. It is, a, it is a happy console gamer day. Speaking of, and we've got Johnny Millennium in the house. Hello, thank my you. friend. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. A couple of weeks ago, I was on your show. Yes. And uh, the resulting uh, adoration that came out of that, I think you, uh, you opened the eyes of people that may have seen our content before and directed yeah. them to uh, our channel. And I can't thank you enough. We've got a lot of new viewers and uh, it was a really gracious really oh, wonderful thing that you did absolutely you're Canadian royalty in the video game world ah. so no really there was so many comments from people saying wow I used to watch you and you're, you're still around like a lot of people didn't know a lot of people don't watch television anymore I know you know and so like they're only on YouTube so uh, they were happy to see you it was a really wonderful thing and the comments and everything from it was fantastic it was so. a very humbling experience all of it and you were a, a terrific host and a great interviewer and I, I said uh, we're gonna have you on our our show and uh, yeah and I thought of something that we could do today to kind of uh, uh, talk about but I and I think it's gonna be fun we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about the Wii U I think Blake's been uh, posting up some uh, comments and stuff like that that we're gonna be talking about the sure. end of the Wii U a little bit of a post-mortem on the console yeah clearly we're moving towards the uh, the switch but I thought uh, there's gonna be a lot of viewers of our content that don't know your show and oh. don't know your background and I thought the first thing that we should do is is uh, introduce him to Johnny Millennium. Johnny Where did you get this name, Johnny Millennium? You know, it's it's, it's a really funny story. Because um, you are not a millennial. No, 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 no. Spoiler uh, alert. We're Generation X, aren't we? Uh, I, I, I plead the fifth. The fifth. Do we have the fifth <laughs> in but Canada? I plead it anyways. It's, it's okay. really funny. I was in high school. And I remember just, you know, James Bond, you know, he'd meet yeah. a woman or meet, a, you know, whatever, a bad guy. And he'd say, and they say, what's your name? He'd go, he'd go uh, Bond, James Bond. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I had a name like that. That'd be so amazing. Yeah. And so I think Johnny Mnemonic came out at the time, oh, you know, yeah. around that time. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I thought of like, like, my name is Johnny, Johnny Millennium. I'm like, that's the coolest name ever. And I, and I, I <laughs> Did you start introducing yourself? As no, that? <laughs> no, I wasn't that much of a loser. You know, that didn't come until much later in oh, my I life. Oh, I see, okay. You acquired okay. the, I acquired the ability later. Of, to be a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it wasn't until I started a YouTube show and I'm like, well, what's, what am I going to put my name as? And I wanted a cool name. I just didn't want my, my regular name, which is fine. Yeah. I got no problem with that. 6,000 people know my regular name. Yeah. But, um, Anyways, I thought, I put, put Johnny Millennium, and I thought my YouTube show won't be well seen by many people. I'll, I'll get a thousand subscribers, I'll be happy. And then all of a sudden, over the years, it got bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden I'm walking the streets and people are like, hey Johnny, how you doing? I, I remember I walked out of my apartment one day, and I'm crossing the road to get to my truck, and a car drives by and goes, Johnny, I love you, and this is what drove off, and I'm like, that's crazy, what the dude. hell is going on? That's like, awesome. crazy. So that's one of the unusual things of picking that name, and, Kim always knows, uh, that's my wife, always knows when we're in public, when a, somebody who watches the show comes up, because they always call me Johnny. Yeah. My real name is John, but I, I always, obviously, go John Millennium, go by Johnny. Obviously. Yeah. Now, even Rob calls me Johnny, who's uh, been on my show quite a lot of times as well. It's very, very so unusual. So there's no real story with Johnny Millennium? You just wanted a cool sounding cool sounding name? name All right. Absolutely, yeah. it, it is a cool sounding name. It's not bad. Yeah. Vic Victory Lucas isn't bad you as well. You gave me that <laughs> moniker as well. Yeah, like, some people do call me that now. Which do is, Yeah, I'm That's getting that. Cool. Which I is, like that. Which is crazy. Yeah. So what, uh, what propelled you into wanting to be a YouTuber and, and build your your own show what, what oh, was the God. inspiration for that why'd you get started doing this um well um you know the, the another royalty of youtube was uh the angry video game nerd and yeah i was watching his content back in 2006 2007 mm -hmm. uh, he was one of the first people to post content onto youtube and i was like 
blown away by it. I'm like, look at this guy's stuff. He, he was funny and uh, entertaining, and I really liked his stuff. And but I, I was like, maybe, and I was a smoker back then. I know I was a cigarette smoker, and I, I was shame. I, yeah, I agree. shame a pox on I, you. I agree fully. I feel, I feel, I feel bad that I did smoke I, uh, for as long as I did. But I was sitting in a cloud of smoke one night, having a beer, and I was like, thinking about stuff, and I was thinking about his show and how much it influenced me. And I was like, I'm gonna do my own show. But I don't want to get in front of the camera. I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, God, that'd be horrible. Yeah. And I had a bandana back then. Yeah. I was very skinny, bandana, smoker, very insecure. And I thought, oh, man, I guess, you know, I have to get in front of the camera. And that was a nightmare. But there were so many games like Fantasy Star and Ease and all these uh, real Japanese awesome games that I grew up with and I really loved. And nobody was talking about them on YouTube. And I was concerned, worried that uh, people would forget about these games. And that was the one thing that... Uh, I was going to put myself in front of the camera and be terrified for these games because I really cared about them and I didn't want them to be forgotten. So, and that, that was my start and it took, me, it took me a long time to get my show into a direction that I was happy with. I mm. had to fight the insecurities and finally quit smoking. The show got better that direction. Was that all part of the show? Was that something that you would discuss with people is, is your insecurities and smoking? and like, I they feel like there's a revelatory yeah. thing that happens with, with YouTube yeah. is that people get to know you in a much more intimate way than, you know, frankly, than I've been sort of working for the last 20 years. Like yeah. we just packaged something and sent it out, but YouTube yeah. is kind of always around in a way, right? Like people are always yeah. around your life a little it's bit. True. It's 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 you're really sharing your life and yeah. the one thing that I've done with my show that is I wouldn't say it's unusual, but it was unusual to begin with was sharing my personal memories and sharing well, you know, things that happened in my life about video games and how video games was like my religion. Yeah. And it was really, back in 2008, that was a really unusual thing to do. It was a, a scary thing to do. I thought, I remember making an episode called Video Game Memories and I thought, everybody's gonna laugh at me. Yeah. Thinking, oh, this idiot, oh my God, he's in his 30s and he had memories of playing video games as a kid. Because to be honest with you, nobody had talked about memories like that, that you could have an emotional reaction with video, video games. It was just like, yep. we played video games and all that. Nobody had come up to the plate to do that. And for me, video games are all about emotions. I, I can pick up Tank, 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 and I can tell you why I like it. It's because I played it in an arcade, I played it with some friends of mine, we loved it, and then we got it on the, the Wii U, and it meant something. Right. And uh, I played the hell out of it. And I talk about it that way, instead of saying, press A, press B, and I mean, I don't want to give people, you know, tell people how to play video games. I'm here to kind of share our experiences, and I love it when people tell me their stories. Yeah. You know, like when we were, when I arrived, nobody knows, Victor's got an incredible back room full of toys and all this stuff. And we, all we were doing was talking about memories. Yeah. That's what we were doing. You were telling me about uh, when you were a kid uh, with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And oh man, all that, that's all we were doing was talking about memories. And that's why I made my show about memories, really. It yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, and all that kinds of stuff. But. Did you hear from uh, people that you grew up with once you started doing this? For people like, because you, you never game alone. That's the other thing about video games. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. A, It's not a solitary thing it's always been a social thing and by the way mm. the emotional connection to games the why of games yeah. and uh the the social aspects of video games that, those were all a part of the pitch of electronic uh, of electric playground right yeah, from the beginning for sure. you know like i was really kind of saying that people can talk about the feature sets and the money and the and the uh, the, the huge fads around games but that's not the reason to create programming mm -hmm. like this. And I think that's why YouTube and, and yeah. uh, Twitch and all this stuff has become so successful, because mm -hmm. it taps right in to the, to the core enjoyments 
right? But I'm, I'm curious, like once you start this thing, you started to gain some notoriety, did you start hearing from people that you hadn't seen in a long time? Um, do you know what, it, I know it's gonna sound funny, because I just remember Rudy was talking about, yeah. um, I did an episode called Girls and Games, there was a lot of uh, ex-girlfriends in my life that were writing to me, going, oh wow, you do a show on YouTube and all that, and the thing is, is that I don't think they were looking at me as though I was doing anything great, but they were, yeah. I think they were proud that I was doing something finally with something I love, right. because they, they had to endure it, or they, they already enjoyed it as well, there was many different stories I mentioned right. in that episode, but, yeah. uh, but it's all been very, very positive. I think you were talking about it, that you went to your high school reunion, reunion yep. and all these people coming up to you, and they were so happy for you yeah. that you did stuff with all of this. You, yeah. know what I mean? yeah. you did something cool with it, and you had fun with it, and you made it into something. And It's a real success story of, it kind of is Revenge of the Nerds in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate using the word nerd for playing video games. I never thought video games were nerds. Yeah, and you know what, I, I think you and I may have had you know, slightly different experiences because mm -hmm. I was never, sort of perceived as the, I, I, as a geeky guy that, that liked this stuff. No. Um, and I was pretty upfront about it all. And it was a little weird growing up. Like there weren't that many people that were into this stuff with the sort of fervor that I was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think everybody just appreciated that I saw uh, some really cool potential and I loved talking about all this but, stuff. But we were talking about earlier, were you, were, like for me, I was shamed. Yeah. And, and I was not a nerdy kid. I had like purple hair and yeah. like nose rings, I was a skateboarder, I was a real badass in high school. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. No, I was. Oh, uh, I was. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was, you know, pretty popular in, in yeah, school. Yeah, me too. I got along with everybody. Yeah. Me too. And I didn't have any issues with that. My, my mom was totally, uh, interesting. she totally celebrated that I got into all of this. She once thanked me for not becoming a lawyer. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was like, okay, you know, like no, I had lots of love and support around this stuff. I think that's, that's what that's what allowed me to take the risk and just chase this idea of making a TV chase show. Chase the dream, right? Because there was sure. nothing like this before no, I started EP, no, no, and and there was nothing like this in Vancouver for sure. No, no. So I was just, you know, I I took a chance and I took yeah. a jump, but I did it with the love and support of my wife and also who's my girlfriend at that time and. And my my upbringing and and uh, I did I didn't go to my first big high school reunion though and I said this to I've all never gone back. It, well, I didn't go to yeah. the first one because I hadn't gotten the show on TV by the time that reunion rolled around and I had by the time that reunion was there I was just so sick of talking to people about my dream of oh, one shit. day having a TV show. Because you're trying to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because you, you end up sort of spieling about this thing all the time and it's it's one day it'll happen, one day it'll happen and you know I just got tired of doing that. Now yeah. what's amazing and this is another beautiful thing about YouTube and I say this all the time is that you don't have to talk about anything. You can just make stuff and get it out to people right now. Yeah, and have, yeah. A, have, have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I'm so surprised about the whole shaming thing, and the reason I'm going back to it is that yeah. when I was in high school, I had my headphones on, had my you know uh, tape player, mm -hmm. and I had recorded like Super Mario Brothers three, the soundtrack, you know, off the NES onto yeah. a tape, and I'm listening to it in high school, and I was like. Oh my God, if anybody hears that, I'm listening to this. And also at the time, I, I just got into, I was into anime. I'd gotten into it in 85, yeah. really 88. I was getting nuts into it. Yeah. And I was getting copies sent to me on beta, and I was taping off this, the, the opening music and the end music, and I had all on tape. And I thought, if anybody knows I'm listening to Japanese music, they'll, they'll think I'm insane. Wow. Because it was so... Remember, there was no anime back then. Like, like people yeah. didn't know what it was. I remember in grade 7, 1987, um, this, I was at a Christmas party with my parents, and some woman came in with her like you know glass, and she's really drunk. And I was with the kids, and she's like, "Oh, what do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Oh, I said I want the the MacOS art book from Japan, blah blah blah." And she's like, "What? An art book from Japan?" <laughs> I said, "What is it?" I said, "It's an animated movie." 
And she's like, animated movie book? And she's, and she's like, like whoa, I need yeah. another one. And she left the room and she was gone. And, you know, so it was really, I just found... But did I, anybody persecute you or, or make well, fun of you? my parents didn't. No, yeah. my parents were nice to me. Yeah. You know, but um, my friends at school were cool to me. But there was a whole other, you know, bunch of people that... That's We're just our, reason. Our, our conception, though. That's that's our concern. Because I have, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I don't my, think people yeah. are cool. Like I think yeah. if, you know we live, especially in our country. I think that we live in a a, a place of people accepting yeah, people. Yeah, but, but you video know? games at that time was weird. Like yeah. when, I remember um, people would come up to me and ask me for video game hints and stuff, and they'd be like, "Hey, so you play Mario?" Too? Right, right. And they would <laughs> Nobody was yelling it. Put it this way: You remember Jem the cartoon? Yeah. I remember sitting in the back of my classroom. And I would, you know, there'd be G.I. Joe, Gem, and then Transformers. Yeah. And I'd watch Gem because it was in the middle and I liked it. Yeah. But I never told anybody. <laughs> and I was sitting in the back of my high school class and this guy, Scott, and he turns over to me and he's like, I said, oh, I said, what are you doing after, after school? He said, like, oh, I'm going to go home and watch Transformers and Gem. I said, you watch Gem? And he's like, and he's like yeah. I said, me too. <laughs> and he's like, we had this secret bond. That's, the, that's what I kind of grew up with. I... I was like worried about saying I love Jam and Everson. You're the, an, a moron. The only time I ever yeah. did anything, I had any feeling like that ever, was uh, with Prince and Purple Rain. Yeah, in yeah. high school because. When, when I was in high school, it was uh, a lot of hard rock, not hard rock, not like heavy metal or anything, but like, you know, there's a radio station in Vancouver that's still very big called Seafox, which always right. has played lots of oldies and 60s and 70s and stuff, Led Zeppelin all the time. And my school was very into that, all of my peers mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I was listening to movie soundtracks, John Williams stuff. I even love the theme of, you know, the music from Arthur with Christopher Cross yeah, and I know all that Arthur. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I saw... Purple Rain, and I hadn't—I wasn't a fan of Prince before I saw the movie. I got oh, so you saw the movie, and then I, you heard the music. I, I saw an early screening of the thing, and I got the soundtrack and the yeah. T-shirt and everything. I was absolutely blown away. <laughs> I had no idea how amazing this artist was, but yeah. I felt like I couldn't really celebrate that with my uh, my peer. And it's so stupid, you know. Yeah. But it's these these teenage, you know, kind <laughs> of fears that we put upon ourselves. But that was the only time with games. I was like loud and proud about the game and I had I had people hanging out with me every weekend me playing too. video games me too. my mom was so sick of how many she actually liked it that we had all these all, all of these buddies hanging out all the time but one time she did come up and say I'm gonna have to start charging you for electricity oh yeah you're saying yeah because this is yeah because yeah, you guys are playing way too much it's funny you mentioned about Prince I remember my sister saying come on we're gonna go see uh, this movie was it was it Prince was that uh, Purple Rain yeah gotta go see Purple Rain I'm like yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'd heard Prince, let's go crazy. So yeah. whatever. I went to see this movie and I was like, it was really, it was really an odd, I mean, if you come back and watch it now, it's really kind of creepy. Yeah. It's a little bit creepy now. Well, he's it's classic, he, but it's, he's kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a predator in a way. Yeah, right? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? And I, I remember going home that night, it's funny you said that, I remember setting out some clothes and I had this like necklace and I'm like, I'll wear this tomorrow. I was like all influenced by first. Then I woke up the next morning, I'm like, no, that'd be a bad idea. <laughs> but I had that kind of, that moment. There weren't yeah. many people that could pull off Prince's no, look or attitude no. or clothing or style. Yeah. Except I, for him, you know. Yeah. I love Prince. Prince, but I've seen. Yeah. Have you ever seen him when he walks in to do a concert or something? He walks. He pulls up in a in a like a limo. He walks around, and people are Prince, Prince, and he's just like, 
Yeah, he's he's too cool. He's walking for it. by. He's beyond cool. Yeah, he's like on another level. He's like a <laughs> godlike level. He's like, get away from me, peasants! It's like it's really weird his mentality. With everything. Well, well, he uh, he kind of earned that status. Oh, though, absolutely. Didn't he? Of yeah. course he yeah. did. He's I a once legend. met Lenny Kravitz at a food court. <laughs> how, so, how disappointing is that? He was you surrounded know? by all of his dudes. Oh, was he? And yeah? my wife was was flipping out. She was so excited because we're big yeah. fans of his. I like Lenny Kravitz. Too, he was yeah. cool. Uh, what was he eating? He was just in a food court hanging out, like choosing between a hamburger or whatever. And Having I an walked, orange Julius. He's like, you coming to the concert, man? I was like, oh, we don't have tickets. And we, he didn't give us tickets. But, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, but he, he was all right. All right. Um, okay, so you, you got the YouTube thing. I want to find out a little bit more about you because yeah. I think this is interesting. So when did you know that you, because you, this is what you do now. Yeah. You're doing Happy Console Gamer all the time. Pretty much, as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So when did that decision happen? Because I know it was... It was uh, probably a hobby, or a, you know, we're kind of testing the waters to see yeah, if people yeah. would like your work. When did when did you kind of know that you were on the right path? Um, jeez, I, I don't know. I just feel really good about my content. I enjoy doing it. That's what's what, what yeah. it is. like yourself. Yeah, I, I get up and I enjoy making episodes for the show. It really means something to me. I, yeah. I never put out an episode. I was like, oh, geez, that was really not so hot. I feel like, I mean, I'm meaning I don't, f I feel positive about the content I make. Like, I, I it feels good and just natural. Yeah. Um, I don't have to force an episode. I think that's right. what I'm saying. So, to me, it's just a, it was very natural just to make more episodes and have a little bit more fun with it. And, and uh, yeah, and it's just, it never was a very big, like, oh, wow, I need to sit down and really think about the show. It's like, mm. no, I'm just doing the show. Yeah. And that's really how it, it is. It's, it's never, it was never anything of a decision. It was just like, I'm having fun. I, I hear about people that, that sort of leave this YouTube life, you know, yeah. this making video thing. Um, and it's different for me, man, because it's been my job. It's been my, my for you, business yeah. for so long, right? So that's, that's the way that I know how to interact in the world a little bit is to do this all the time. And yeah. I've been doing it for so long. But I do hear that YouTubers sometimes just get burnt out on it and just sort of hit that wall and say, that's enough. And they just leave. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think... I feel the number one thing I gotta say is I feel really bad for a lot of smaller YouTubers mm -hmm. that are starting because they start and they have, they have great production value and all that, and they just can't find an audience. Yeah. And that's because there's so much content on YouTube now. When I started in 2008, there wasn't that much, many people, so I could suck for a while and get better. <laughs> I had that luxury, but for newer people, I feel it's, it's a lot tougher. And I think people are putting such effort into their shows. There's so many great shows out there. Yeah. And uh, they just, after a while, go, What's the point? Do you know, I think even last week I saw two videos from two really good YouTubers that said, I just, I'm just giving up. I just, they're, they're defeating themselves. And I think they had their personal reasons for doing it, which made sense. They just got burnt out. They couldn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't taken off the way they wanted. Yeah. But for me, I done it for eight years because I just love it. I just keep on doing it. I just, like yourself, it's just in my blood to do now. Yeah. I'm not actually doing it for attention like, oh, wow, I want to be well-known on YouTube. It's not, that's not my reason. I want to talk about these and, you know, this stuff. And Because yeah. we have such a passion for it. Yeah. It's not just something we casually like. Yeah. When I walked into your room there, that's not just a guy who casually <laughs> likes things. You know what I mean? I was like, look well, at this guy. I'm telling you, you have to see his back room. He's nuts. One day, maybe. It is nuts. <laughs> That's, a, that's no. an episode into itself. I mean, ser seriously, like, people have asked me why aren't, why aren't, don't I create another show or go off and, and produce something else, and, and you're, you're, you hit the nail right on the head yeah. there. It's like, I don't believe in doing this stuff if you don't really, really love it, you mm -hmm. know? Like, and 
And then it isn't an effort. Then it's just you have a discussion that other people can see you really to. believe in yeah, and they, they relate, relate to it exactly. and they want to know and they want to hear more and it makes the whole process of building this stuff and there's so many people i think in this creative space or they aspire mm. to yeah. have big fame or big fortune or whatever and they just grind and grind and grind and they don't they don't know how to just breathe and enjoy what they got yeah have fun you, with it right have fun because that's it. all you ever get really you know like it's you know, you know, my goal, my goal was my huge, gigantic goal was one thousand subscribers. Yeah. I was like, if I got a thousand subscribers, then I have like a base to talk to about video games. It's great, yeah. Yeah. and that was only my ever thought. I didn't ever, and then all of a sudden it started getting bigger. I was like, oh, it was five thousand. I was like, oh my god, five thousand. And it was like ten thousand, like twenty. I'm like, I just kept getting bigger, and I was like, cool. Yeah, and it's it's become cooler, and I feel a lot more responsibility yeah. to do better work and explain things better to do with certain games and not kind of like, yeah, this is just a game. You yeah, know, I've never yeah. done that, but I, I take even greater pride now in trying to talk about these games in a, with even more love, you know? Okay, well, let's, uh, favorite game? Of all time? Yeah. Easy. Mm -hmm. Fantasy Star 1 on the Master System. Wow, really? Yeah, what about you? Uh, it's the Arkham games now. I knew that from yeah, last time. We yeah, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, it's the Arkham awesome. games, and it's it's because it's a distillation of a lot of different great ideas, you know, Metal Gear and Metroid and lots of other awesome yeah, things course, yeah. in the Batman space, and it was... I also knew hmm. that I was going to freak over the game and the world was going to pay attention, and we'd had so many shitty Batman games for so long <laughs> that it was like kind of like the yeah. switch flipping that you could make a licensed thing, you could make a Batman thing, that was that good, and then they did it again, and they did it again, and you know they've spread out this the uh, the genre a little bit more. So yeah, the, got, the Arkham games. I got a question. Yeah. What before that then? What was your favorite game before the Arkham games showed up? Uh, in the scene? I think it was Super Mario sixty four. Because yeah, because it was kind of like, especially for me to kind of make the concept of t making television around this thing a career. Uh, it was a it was proof. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, here, here it is. This is a maturing industry, and we're transitioning from really fun 2D uh, derivative experiences that Mario kind of sort of birthed, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody borrowed from. And then again, it's like Miyamoto and his team built, built something that proved out the idea of 3D game design and polygonal creation and, and made it effortless and fun and accessible. Yeah. And... It was so hard to replicate. I mean, you know, there a lot of people watching probably that might be jump. a bit too young. Yeah, it was hard too, yeah. right? Like people got the 2D pretty well and mm -hmm. they could kind of recreate that Mario 2D aesthetic and there were lots of 2D platformers, RPGs that borrowed from that thing, oh, lots yeah. of different styles of games. When it went into 3D, it was hard to match what oh, yeah. Mario 64 did. Changed the industry. Forever. It really did. It I mean, did. the the PlayStation One, I think, really struggled to to get into that space. Crash Bandicoot approximated it. Yeah, the, Toshiden, uh, Brave, what was it the the fighting game Toshiden? Yeah, yeah, Battle, yeah. Battle Run to, to, yeah. Toshinden and, and uh, uh, Tomb Raider when it came out. And that was groundbreaking. Yeah, like, wow. Tommy and I reviewed uh, Mario 64 and Tomb Raider together, and if you can remember, Tomb Raider it had tank control. Speaking of tank, yeah. and it was really kludgy. And, and it clunky. was, but we accepted it because yes. that's all we had. Except then. for Mario. Yes. And that's what that I kept fluid. going back to, yeah. right? And it was yeah. like, well, wait, I'm running around as this little cartoon. I'm in control of the camera. That was the first time I realized that games allow you to be the participant and the director at the yeah. same time. And you are part of the art because you are framing. And, and honestly, it, 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 the steps to Twitch and YouTube are 
predetermined from something like that because mm -hmm. suddenly you're telling a story with the way that you move the camera in yeah. the video game. And that, that was totally a different deal. Oh yeah, changing yeah. your camera angles. That yeah. was like, what, we have camera angles? Yeah. You know, that was a huge thing. But I was so jealous when you first started and you interviewed Miyamoto. I was like, what the, like, you know, because when I was putting together B-roll footage, I'm like, yeah. look at this guy interviewing Miyamoto. <laughs> Dude, that I, was crazy. I've, I'm I've so had jealous. so many great fortune, you know, so much great fortune, so many yeah. awesome opportunities. And, yeah. and I, I to, you know, I, I didn't squander those opportunities. No, I appreciated I, them every moment. I was just an up and coming uh, producer at that point. I love them all the way yeah. across, but I would just get right in there. I would hustle with the camera. It's like, let's go, let's go talk, let's go. Can we talk to Mr. Miyamoto? We'd love to get him on camera. And, and uh, you know, at that time, there weren't Nobody cameras, yeah. right? So. They, we had a lot of opportunities because of that, but but we didn't drop the ball because Not of at that. All. You know, like we we tried really hard to to put the camera in all kinds of awesome locations. One of the, one of the cool things that we did was go to Sundance, and we were kind of early at Comic Con and kind of early at Sundance. There mm. weren't tons of uh, uh, you know cameras there, uh, which is ironic. No, Sun, yeah. Sundance had ET and Access Hollywood and stuff, but. Now it's proliferate with people that are just walking in with handy cams and things like that. But when we went, it was very different, and we got all of these celebrities to talk to us about video crazy, games right? because you know it was fun, and it wasn't about their clothing, and it wasn't about their workouts, and it mm -hmm. wasn't about their drug habits or the people that they're sleeping with. And uh, it was it was an amazing door opener, you know, all the way along. Things have changed. Remember the San Diego Comic Book Convention it yeah. used to be a really small deal. You know yeah. what I mean? And now look what it is. It, it, the whole industry has changed so much. It's like a multi-billion dollar industry, and it feels like it yeah. now. But yeah. back then it didn't. It felt a little homegrown still, you know? Yeah, we were one of the yeah. first camera crews to be kind of yeah. shooting regular content down there, too. It, it was just because the technology was very expensive. Yeah. And the yeah. distribution of, like, you could go and shoot on beta if anybody had that camera, but mm -hmm. where would it air? Yeah. Right? There was this channel constriction. But now there is none of that. There is no it's kind barrier. Of amazing. How yeah. do you feel about that? Is it, is, it, is it amazing or is it like, do you miss the old days? Of course you well, miss the old days. I, what I miss is the value of the work. Yeah. That, that's what I miss is that now, you know, the phrase talk is cheap has never been more true. <laughs> right? Yeah. There, now, but there is also no... Uh, value associated with conversation or production at all. Like mm -hmm. everybody just, it's bottomed out, right? So it doesn't matter how much work you put into something, it's equal to some guy screaming at the camera. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's my only cause for concern around all of this yeah. stuff, is that the, de the, the democratization of all of this uh, technology and all of this access is fantastic and, mm -hmm. and thrilling, but it's also, brought the idea of uh, teams mm. being employed to create things Constant, together, yeah. made it much more difficult in, in an ironic way, mm -hmm. right? You can do lots of stuff for free and risk and, and everybody band together to try things, but in order to kind of make a, a, a job with other people, it's incredibly difficult. Yes. And part of it is the discovery, but part of it is that there's very little value attached 
to this this material. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, and any, yeah exactly. any material. Yeah, I mean, that that's yeah. for you know. Look at all the content you can get on Netflix and and yeah. TV shows. And well, do you remember when we grew up? Like uh, the big movie reviewers were Siskel and Ebert. Remember, yeah. and I would tune into them. Was like, what do these guys have to say about this movie? Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. Where now I can go on to YouTube and there's a thousand people. Mm. Any everybody's yes. a movie, yeah. movie uh, review critic, yep. which they have the right to be for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's lost that like you know that one focus. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing now. Now I find people watch people because they trust certain people. Like I trust this guy's opinion or this yeah, girl's totally. opinion. Yeah. You know, like type of thing. Like where Cisco and Ebert, there was nobody else to go to back well, then. And I, 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 there's no going back, right? So no. it's stupid to pine about the of past course, and, and, and and like we're only going forward. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I definitely notice is that it's becoming more uh, difficult to find employed professionals that are not tainted by marketing mm. and uh you know sort of forced to say things in certain ways and you know like i'm a father and i would be searching for uh you know baby stuff a few years ago like we wanted to get a, the best stroller or whatever and every site that you would go to just felt like a, a pitch? A, yeah advertorial or it was right, paid yeah. for by somebody and i feel like that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger I, like i just Got this 4K TV that I was hooking up the PS4 saw, Pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's fun to get into that space. And but then I realized my receiver is just four years old, oh, and it, it doesn't yeah, work yeah. with my new TV, so I can't do all the switch. <laughs> it does. I don't get the 4K anymore. Yeah. So I'm looking for a 4K receiver thing, and like I, I don't trust any of the reviews that are out there, right? Wow. You know. So now it's like, who's? That's what's becoming increasingly more difficult. Is yeah, there are p definitely lots of people that um, that are honest, and I'm not saying that they're dishonest, of course. but they aren't pros in a traditional sense that have access to all of the other comparables. Yeah. They get maybe one or two types of things and, and they get to review, or maybe they buy something and they praise it, or maybe somebody kicks them something. To, you know, It's just a weird time yeah, yeah. for that, you mm -hmm. know? It feels like everything is, is being sort of yeah. positioned as a catalog to direct you to buy something and real assessment of a lot of this stuff is, is starting to drop away. True, true. You know? But remember back in the day, you'd go to uh, like a consumer's distributing ma you know, a magazine. Mm -hmm. You look through, you go in and say, I want this TV. And they're like, some guy in the back would wheel it out to you. I know yeah. you guys don't have that maybe in the States or whatever. Yeah. But and you get this TV and you're like, oh, I have to trust that this is good. Yeah. So it's gotten a little bit better. But yeah, it's worse if uh, the person coming out is like, yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. Take it. Right. And you're like. Is it? And he took yeah. it. He's like, yeah, thanks. I'll take that. Well, yeah. I, on the flip of it, though, is that I think manufacturing and technology has gotten mm -hmm. so good yeah. across everything yeah. that the maybe the margins of, of quality to not quality yeah. have shrunk as well. Like, yeah. it's pretty hard to buy a shitty 4K TV, right? Well, it's possible. It's like, still you know, possible. Like I, was re I was reading up on all, all these TVs as well. I'm yeah. like, it's kind of like, yeah, there's so many options to do. I think Amazon reviews are a really good way to go. They're not you, bad, you yeah. You can check out. Yeah. You just get the odd person who's just super pissed off at life. Yeah. Fine, screw this, screw yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they get one star. I've seen somebody, one star because it didn't include this or something. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, people are so finicky too, you know? And like, that, I mean, that's not, that's not good enough for full reporting. And no. I, you know, and I think it translates to, like we're not going to get into po into politics on this. No, trip, we're not getting into politics. But it translates into everything, <laughs> right? It translates into politics. It translates into reporting. I mean, the yeah. storm was coming to the Pacific Northwest not yeah. too long ago. Remember the storm of the century and oh Bagger. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. everybody start hugging trees right now because mm -hmm. it's going to get. And it didn't hit 
that hard, thankfully. I think but, I, I think an old lady lost her hat. Yeah, well, I, but yeah, I was looking right. online, going, "What the hell do we do? Where do we go? Like, what's how do we? Our tree's gonna fall? Like, what's?" Yeah. And there was there was really this is the sign for getting online, by the way. Uh, there was really <laughs> there wasn't really a, a place that all of that info was easily accessible. It was in the news. I, I know, I know. I like Because I don't have cable anymore. So I'm like, yeah. checking online. I'm like, and I, even I, I was having my floor replaced and I'm telling the floor, guys, man, there's a storm coming. Yeah. But I didn't say it that way. But yeah. you know, I was like, yeah. I mean, there's a huge storm coming. It's going to be insane. Yes. And then I felt so embarrassed. Oh, I guess there wasn't a storm. Yeah, but how, you, know? I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Like when we were growing up, you'd turn on a TV or you, you would find it would be there, right? And now it's poosh, and it's scattered all over the place, and it's like it's up to you. I know, and then find your source, and hopefully that they're they're legit, you know. Well, it's just like you know uh, all these news sites now. I wish yeah. we even get into this. Yeah. All these news sites are almost like the Inquirer. They just want clicks. They will say anything N to get clicks. New news for profit is. Every, oh uh, my god. It's exactly why we're in the, uh, the yeah. this sort of world position that we're we're in. Yeah. Right now. So you can take that in in however you want. Or, but get uh, out of here. <laughs> we said no politics or religion today. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, favorite movie. I think we should. That's important to get to know you. Um, I can I say yours? Yeah, of course. I think Raiders people, of the Lost Ark. Most right people know here. that. Yeah. And that is that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with that. I saw it in 82 as well. Yeah, um, 81. But it was 81, mm -hmm. but I think, uh, I, I, you know, it's so funny, I always think it's 82. Uh, Empire 80. No. Nope. And, yep. and, uh, it's so funny. And uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark 81. Are you and sure? Blade Empire Runner 82. Not, I think Empire is 81, isn't it? No, 1980. Is it, it was 1980? Three, three years we after. Moved, we moved to Canada. Yeah. The first thing we did when we moved to Canada and Toronto was go see Empire Strikes Back. So that might have been 80, 81, yeah. That good yeah. step. Yeah. yeah, really I, good step. I was uh, first in line for Empire Strikes Back. It was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I think I was on the news for that. You, you don't have that many 3.75 figures. What's going on? Uh, I, I, you know what? I had a whole bunch of them, and um, I sold them for 12-inch for G.I. Joes, but the 60s ones. So oh, I have, yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. in my... Storage. I have more sort of sixties and seventies collectible That's crazy. stuff. I have the. Uh, I, I I not only have the um, the Corgi Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger from mm -hmm. sixty five mm -hmm. uh, from nineteen sixty five. I also have the Batmobile from the sixties. But yeah. I have the Toyota from You Only Live Twice with James Bond uh, hanging out over the edge with Tiger Tanaka driving the car. Wow! wow, wow. Yeah, it's That's crazy. I, I was into this stuff for. I mean, this is why I did this show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've yeah. I always loved this stuff. No, know? no, for sure. Um, Blade Runner 1982. Yeah. I saw that downtown Toronto. And when we walked out of that movie, downtown Toronto, it was raining, it was grizzly, it was wow. crappy. I was like, yeah. man, is this my future? <laughs> you know, is Blade Runner my future? And, it's and a some, prophetic film, right? And, yeah, in some sad way, I actually wanted it to be my future. I wanted yeah. to live in the world of Blade Runner, as dark and evil and twisted as it was. Oh, I loved it. It's so a, atmospheric. It's an amazing it's movie. It's an amazing and, movie. And it's also... Um, uh, film noir, right? So it's like it totally tips in the direction because yeah. I love all that 30s and 40s. I, I like the voiceover. I love I love I, the voiceover version. That's my me favorite. Too. That's the one I saw in theaters. I, you know, sometimes you're embarrassed to say that because all the, uh, oh, the cine hung, cinephiles all want to. Even Ford didn't like the voiceover. Yeah, I know. He didn't like doing it. More Harrison Ford is is always a good thing for me. You can tell when he's he's he's, he's, he's uh, doing the lines. Yeah. He's like, sushi. That's what my ex wife called me. Cold yeah. fish. It's just like he sounds so dead sushi, inside. Man. Yeah, yeah he so does. dead inside. But um, Blade Runner for sure. And you saw the uh, the Dark Crystal in theaters too. I did, and it, it it didn't blow me away. It wasn't it wasn't my. I thought it was pretty good. Willow, oh, I thought was pretty good. You might have been good. a little bit older because I was it was um I think. Dark Crystal was 82, I was eight years old. Yeah. And so you would have been 14? Maybe. 
12. You're 12. You're 12. 12, 12 ish or something like that. Or maybe you're 21. I, no, no, no. But, but really, I, I you might have been three. You, 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 you're a little too old for it, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't like the puppets? You didn't like the puppet people? I, I mean, I, I love the Muppets. Yeah. I, you know, what was freaky for me about the Muppets? I love Jim Henson. Yeah, me too. I, and I, I appreciated the aesthetics and the way that it was all produced, but I, I don't know. There's something about it that didn't register. And I certainly what? do feel sometimes that <laughs> I missed, like Transformers, I was too old for. It came oh, out before, wow. so I was. I don't have any that sort of affinity for right? Transformers. I've well, liked. I've liked some of the what stuff about the in the movie, movies. The animated movie. I didn't. I've never seen the animated movie. Oh, I've never seen. My God, I've never seen the animated movie, and some of the Michael Bay stuff has been all right for me oh, because I don't have any real triggered. connection. <laughs> triggered, triggered, <laughs> untriggered. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. you didn't get into the Transformers but, uh, G1. I liked Labyrinth. I, I like was, Labyrinth. That too. was a pretty cool movie. Yeah. And I liked. Um, uh, oh, we're talking about eighty stuff. Wait, wait, there's Tron. There's oh, Crawl. Tron. Crawl? Oh Crawl? my God, Crawl! Yeah, I read I the Crawl. book, man. Alan yeah, Dean wow. Foster yeah, wrote yeah. that book. That was an amazing. So it was a book before it was a movie. Uh, it was after. Okay, I was reading right, right. a lot of the uh, yeah. I, the the novelizations of movies because that's yeah. that's what we did then. We didn't have Netflix. <laughs> we read we, we, we read books. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we didn't have like oh, and then there's sixty thousand episodes based on this yeah. IP that you could never stop watching this stuff. You know, that's so funny. And we went to the novelizations and we yeah. dreamed about what the next Star. Wars movie was going to oh, be. Of course Remember Splinter yep. of a Mind's Eye? Uh, Splinter of a Mind's Eye, I know that. That was a Star Wars, uh, no, I think it was Alan Lee Foster as well, and it was mm -hmm. it was terrific. I yeah. even read the George Lucas novelization of Star Wars, and we had time to let that seep and that, and that you know, that desire for that next mm. thing, all that expectation. It, and I guess we felt it again because Force Awakens kind of tapped into that. But now yeah. we're in this new era of like, there's going to be a Star Wars every year. So oh, it's wonderful! What a I, what a time to be alive! It's right? amazing. But I also feel like we're going to start to go. Okay, well, there's a new one next year, and that was okay. But there's a new one next year. Yeah, like these James Bond movies recently. I, you're as big. I, I, I do like. I do I love like. Bond. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not crazy Bond fan, but I like Bond. Yeah. I think I was probably getting into Bond while you were getting into Dark Crystal. And all yeah, that yeah, stuff. all the cool stuff. Yeah, James Bond. Was, <laughs> <laughs> James Bond meant a whole bunch to me. But yeah. uh, I love Craig in the role, but he hasn't been able to get anywhere near the, his first appearance with Casino Royale. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, what else was there? Um, Alien. When was the very first time you saw Alien? Uh, I. I mean, I was too young to see it in the theater. It was a, yeah, a restricted movie, so I saw it. On uh, VHS, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Did it scare you? Did it yeah, no, it did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm not a big horror movie Me either, guy. You know, per se. I don't like that stuff. But it was really amazing. I've come to appreciate it more over time. Oh wow! But Aliens. Was amazing. Blew me away. I saw that downtown. And, yeah, as well, James yeah. Cameron. Yeah. I love like, James Cameron. Yeah, and so I saw you know Terminator Two in the theater. I saw Alias or um, uh, not Alias. What was the uh, the underwater? The one? Abyss. The yeah. Abyss yeah. in the water in the theater. Yeah, that was amazing. I saw it twice too. In yeah. yeah, he's 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 incredible. Do you, okay, do you like Avatar? I loved Avatar. Me too. Yeah, I thank thought, you. I thought I, it was gorgeous. I, I I meet so many people like oh I didn't like Avatar. It's just yeah. Dances with Wolves again. I'm like no. you're missing the point. It was like James Cameron did a shot a movie in 3D and it was amazing. It wasn't about the plot. It was. Yeah. It, I mean, they, they, I read the script years before it came into movie. Yeah, it was too. a pretty. There was a couple of really incredible things about Avatar that I we I, I was very privileged to experience. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't about the script. It was about the. Uh, the way it was made mm -hmm. and the artistry that was on display yeah. and again like Mario 64 in a way kind of tipping its hat to the future of this medium you yeah. know and now 
It was so good that Cameron, this this circus wrangler, has to go away and figure out how the hell he's going to top himself with now this this flurry of sequels. And if anybody in the world can pull do it that, it's it going to be of him. Course. But you know, obviously, all of us have raised suspicions because you know Avatar came out; it was this phenomenon, and then it just it will continue to be. He's but smart, it, but it disappeared too, right? Like people don't talk about it with that the hushed You're right about that. reverence of uh, you know the Empire Strikes Back. But mm -hmm. maybe we will again. But a couple of amazing things happened to me about Avatar. This is cool, actually. We, uh, um, Ubisoft was working on the games. I remember the games. And yeah. um, the, they had a whole sort of license thing going on. But at E3 one year, they took about 16 of us. And Jade Raymond was there, Jeff Keighley, and a couple of other people that I know from the business um, to Lightstorm to look at 17 minutes of Avatar. Oh, wow. Uh, six months before the wow. movie was was out. And they put the 3D Holy. glasses on us and they walked us through and they showed us models and they showed the guys working on the effects and all that stuff. And then they put the the, the movie on, the 17 minutes of the movie, and we were just like, what the Dude. hell did we <laughs> All of us. We were speechless. We were completely... Oh. So Just, jealous. It was so weird, you know. We had yeah. John, John Landau, I think, is the producer. He gave a whole spiel about wow. the whole sort of push to get this and the and the 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 fights that Cameron was having with with Fox, I think, at the time to get all the financing together for it and the nervousness. But then the next thing that happened was like a month later, it was a Comic Con and they had a party to celebrate that relationship, and we were invited to that. And so I met Cameron and I met Sigourney oh, Weaver, and, and, uh, and it was uh, it was that was a surreal thing oh. too yeah that was that he's was like awesome. my he's like my hero that guy that guy yeah. is like an explorer that guy is an incredible human being and yeah. every i've read all his biographies everything yeah he is unreal he guy. is uh he is an amazing force yes absolutely i really really wish he was directing battle angel i yeah. really really wish that yeah without question i know I, i'd love to see him do it. a star wars movie I would love to see him. I'd be really curious at, to see what. Or a James would... Bond movie. I would love to see him dip into, you know, somebody else's. <laughs> when Luke Skywalker like, dies, you yeah. can all imagine. You get the thumb going down holding the lightsaber. <laughs> you know, that's how Luke Skywalker dies or something. <laughs> that's, no, I'm just, I'm, I love James Cameron. He's a, uh, an incredible human being, like, in, unreal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, wow. I've been. Uh, we'll talk about some of our experiences about that yeah. on another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been very, very, very lucky along the way. Lucky. Uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about the Wii U. Okay. What's that? The Wii. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What a troll! <laughs> what a troll! There will be many moments in the future where people I'm are going to be trying to, and I think there'll probably be people from Nintendo that will probably try to not talk about this console that much. Oh, that's too bad. It, it, it has some great games. Like these are all the games that I brought. Awesome. Yeah. Th this is the. Uh, this is the, the. For those of you that don't know, this is a console that Nintendo has had on the market <laughs> for many yeah. years now. It has this thing called the GamePad, and. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, I'm writing high in the dust. There. Oh yeah, there's some dust. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this hasn't been used in a while. I, the one that I review games on is in, is in my real basement. But uh, this is, uh, you know, a a powerful little machine mm -hmm. with some really good capabilities. It was about a PS3 360 kind of caliber console, and at the launch of this platform, they tried their best to kind of rope in some of the biggest titles. Remember Batman, Arkham City mm -hmm. was on there, and Call of Duty, and, Ma and Mass Effect. Yeah, the Mass uh, Effect, yeah. They wanted to kind of show that this machine was capable of that kind of production quality. It wasn't just going to be the, uh, the... These are our third parties, and yeah, yeah. we can get all these guys as well. Yeah, we are hoping uh, for that. And they were tapping into our fascination with dual screen uh, sort of entertainment that was occurring anyways with our smartphones and our mm -hmm. tablets. And they, they said, well, we've got to... Uh, capitalize on that and 
allow people to play on both screens at the same time. Mm -hmm. The challenge was, and you know, obviously everybody's pontificated on this, and I'll, I'll give you my my perspective on some sure, of the things absolutely. that they challenged, and I would love to hear oh, your yeah, ideas. Sure. But I think the real challenge was the name was so similar to the previous machine that I think it confused a lot of people that they thought this is all they needed to hook up to their Wii, and it, it wasn't as good a tablet as everybody already had mm -hmm. with their tablets. Mm -hmm. And they also could, couldn't really figure out a compelling dual screen game design that made everybody stand up and go, we need to play that. Killer app, yeah. right? Yeah. They never really could. I, th I think Super Mario Maker is probably the closest approximation to that because mm. you build on this and then you play on the TV. Yeah, it works really well. And that yeah. does work much better, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that they created an evergreen game with Super Mario Maker it's as fantastic. well, right? Yeah. Like they're gonna, and the 3DS game is coming soon. Mm -hmm. I think there'll be a Switch version of the game. I think that they'll always that have continue. that. Right? I, I hope we get a Zelda Maker in the future. That would yeah. be nice. That's right? I hope, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Why do you think the, the Wii U didn't resonate? Because the Wii yeah. is, you know, arguably, if not they the biggest. They were writing biggest, the coattails off that. Yeah, yeah if not much. the biggest console event in the history of games, yeah. it was one of the biggest, mm -hmm. right? Still something, this shining light that, not, not only for our sort of core fans out there of games, like mm -hmm. a lot of people that are watching this and watch your show, uh, but lots and lots of other people were suddenly buying machines and buying the Wii Fit boards yeah. and, and doing the bowling and old age homes and all that stuff. And it was a remarkable thing to watch. And it was fantastic from our perspective as TV show makers to see more of the viewership and the potential viewership getting into games mm -hmm. through that device. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was incredible. So yeah. they had this, this huge plateau and then this massive drop. Very sad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think they were like, okay, we'll make our next console. We'll have this, uh, you know, every Nintendo console has to have, like, you know, it's, it's novelty mm -hmm. thing with it, you know, it, you know, which could be successful or not. This unfortunately wasn't unbelievably successful, but I did enjoy it. I think they were writing out on the Wii name. They thought, okay, we, we were successful with the Wii. We'll keep using the name. Yeah. The big, I think that was a big mistake. Huge yeah. mistake. They should have called it like, I don't know, the Ultra, so, you know, any, the any name. The Switch. The Switch, that worked. <laughs> that kind of seemed to work. I got people's attention. So even I was like, I remember seeing, I remember when I first saw the commercial for, you know, the advertising, what, everything, everything you could do with the pad. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, and I'm like, oh, hmm. And I remember everybody afterwards, everybody I talked to, we weren't Nintendo haters. We were like confused. Like, oh, okay. I guess you can throw shurikens and, yeah. and play golf. Yeah. I remember that call. I was like, Okay, maybe Nintendo's gonna come up with some killer software and it's gonna blow us away. And so, let me say that I had a party at my place. I invited all my friends over. I got the Wii U, I got every single, every launch game of the time, a couple of pro controllers, hooked it up to the TV. Everybody came over, we had a great time playing it. Unfortunately, what ended up you know, hurting this machine in the long run, third party games. That was the number one. There was no third-party yeah, games. In yeah. the, and that is what hurt us. All the first-party games, uh, which is most of these, are unbelievably fun. Yeah. I've l and I love those games. And uh, I enjoy the experiences with the Wii U. But so did you just bring games that you loved? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Were, yeah, did exactly. you bring any games that you didn't like? Because um, I noticed that... I got some games that are kind of mediocre, games that I wanted a little bit more well, from, but... what's interesting is on the on the top of our piles, lean your... Tip oh, your, yeah, yeah. Tip My your, pile uh, is bigger than your pile. Your pile is bigger, <laughs> but tip your pile over yeah. a little. We'll show them what's on yeah. the top of your pile. I'll just we go both, like this. We both have Tank, Tank, Tank on yes. the top. 
And, Love that uh, game. I put that in my. I don't like this game. I don't understand why they did this thing. Is that was my pile? And your pile is you love this game. Yes. Why did you love this game? Because I thought this was wow. a crazy, you know, over expensive, very thin mm -hmm. tank experience. Like something we've been playing since yep. Atari 2600 days. You know, maybe maybe there was some. You know, off screen. Did you play. not go to Richmond and go to that? There's a really great arcade, Japanese arcade out there. Well, did I say you should say Japanese games? Yeah. So what's the name of it? ESpot. E thank you. I've probably played, uh, I've probably dropped some quarters in there. If you walk in eSpot, there's yeah. a huge tank, tank, tank arcade game. Yeah. And I went with my, my wife, uh, at the time was my girlfriend, and another friend of mine, Hanzo, uh, who ended up working at Platinum Games. He, uh, We went in and we sat down and we played tank, tank, tank. All afternoon, had the best time. Ever. You can take photos of yourself, and like stick you know, them on the tank. Yeah, oh, I mean, cutesy I mean, stuff tears. in it. But, yeah. it, but it's so simple. You're just driving a big tank and, and exactly. blasting at monsters. And yes. You know, it what just got more so, do you want? It, it was so wonderful. Dull for a, a no. console experience. Well, I can understand that if you're just like, you just go in and that's the only experience with yeah. it. I played the arcade and this was my number one most excited game I was for for that launch uh, day. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I and let me tell you, I've unlocked nearly every single tank in this game. Okay, well, I, I brought in a f only three because there wasn't that much shovelware on the Wii U. Unlike the Wii, mm -hmm. which yeah, had right. like you could build a house, a house out of, out of yeah, the yeah, shovelware, yeah, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> the the Wii U did not have that much shovelware, yeah. which is good. But uh, this game sucked. It was Avengers: Battle for Earth. I did not play that at it, all. It was uh, an amazing artistic achievement from Ubisoft. I think the graphics of all the superheroes is pretty fun, but it was uh, you know drawing symbols and stuff on the screen. They also made a Kinect version of this game, mm. and it, it was basically like. Um, what, what, what was that series on the on the iPad where oh. You, uh, oh, oh, the I, Chair Entertainment did? Not me. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't it, play it, iPad games. Infinity. Yeah, it was kind of like Infinity, Infinity Blade. Blade. Kind right, of remember right. that was a huge yeah. uh, iPad game for a long time, an iPhone game, uh, which was great. That was like a mm. breakout hit, but it didn't translate that kind of game design to mm. the console all that well. So you would draw symbols, or in the case of the Kinect, you would do motions, and then you would watch animations happen. Ooh. You know, the timing wasn't one-to-one -one ever. Yeah. And uh, so it was incredibly flat and disappointing. <laughs> and, th and this is an easy target. This is a Amiibo Festival. And I was so excited to play this with my daughter, Ruby. And uh, it's just so dull. There's like nothing what happening are, Did, did your girlfriend? Uh, it's pretty dull. No, it's but like, did she go for it to try to squeeze something out of it? Yeah. There's, yeah, I bet. There's nothing. I mean, you yeah. put the cards on the on the uh, the yeah. reader and uh, on, the, uh, on the NPC thing or whatever. And and you got new items and stuff in there, but it just felt like it took forever. Flat. It's like it's a flat board game experience. So that, well, those well, are my well, only three. Okay, what were they thinking with that then? Why? What was this game about? What, who, like, I know. What's it, the point? It was it, like is it anti... A is it a, can we say, is it a Nintendo cash-in? I think so. Yeah, they were trying so. to see yeah. if the cards would take off and just yeah. probably hustling just to get something into the, Out, yeah, into the marketplace, too bad. into too the quarter. That's what, I thought, that's what I thought that was yeah. all about. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are my... Why don't we d dive okay. into some of the, your the, favorite memories here? The, these are not in any particular that's order. Okay. Um, I'll be really quick. I'm not... We're not... Because we'll take forever and all yeah. these... Um, Hyrule Warriors is a game I wanted to play a lot more of. It was a yeah. good game, but yeah. I wasn't really into the Dynasty Wars uh, stuff. I was more yeah. into uh, I played Dragon some Quest. of that on the, on the 3DS, and it's actually pretty... It's not bad. It's pretty fun. It's fun. Yeah. I have some friends that are obsessed with this game. They love it. Yeah. I just didn't give it too much time, and that's my problem. Yeah. That's my fault. Um, I, I got more into the Dragon Quest Heroes. 
you know, which is basically the same thing. I got more right, to that. Right, right. But um, uh, we both have this in our. Yeah, file. let's talk about this. This was awesome. This was awesome. This, this was, was yeah, so like this. frightening and freaky yeah. and scary, and it actually proved out that you could look down at the dual screen yeah. and and deal with your inventory, and while you're doing that, some zombies biting on your neck, and oh. then and then it's basically like. Uh, um, uh, like a from software game in, yeah. in a way, right? It's like yeah. one of these uh, these dungeon. Uh, what do they call them? The roguelikes. Roguelikes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a if you so if you if you die, you're done. Yeah. But you have a chance to go and get your equipment back. Yeah. The worst thing for me is that I died, and I was quite far into the game, and I'm like, okay, I was gonna get back to that place to get all my equipment. I had some killer equipment. I mean, I couldn't get yeah. that stuff again. I'm going to get it back, and just as I see it, a zombie kills me. Yeah. And, and then you scream. You scream, I screamed. Yes. But I screamed even harder when I ran back and when you die, you can't go and get your equipment again. That's right. Again. Yes. So the equipment disappeared yeah. and that new place I died appeared. That was it. It was gone. It's, and I was like, I was done, I finished, I was done with the game. It's a special kind of torture, isn't it? But it's it, it creates for some tension and yes. it's really good launch game. And this I had a lot of hope for the Wii U with this game. Yeah. I was like, th things are gonna be really great. Like, I mean that's yeah. that's sort of the secret sort of uh, risk reward sort of uh, yeah. masterpiece kind of quality of it is. Uh, of the from games you yeah. know like bloodborne and and uh, yeah but it was a, it was a nice out of nowhere surprise they actually made the zombie game for ps4 and xbox one i haven't actually no, I've checked it out on those consoles no i haven't it, either it was a really terrific surprise launch game very terrific yeah. um pikmin 3 pikmin i have 3? that in my pile too yeah got to yeah. have that yeah what can you say? If you like the Pikmin games, this game is just the same game but better. I mean, it's, I love the whole Pikmin series. It was HD too. Yeah, that's what made it a big deal. Yeah, it yeah. was such a gorgeous, gorgeous game. You just would get lost in the garden and these oh. crazy monster cr creations. I, you know, I, in a way, like we're saying sayonara to the to Wii U here today, mm -hmm. kind of, right? Like there won't be too yeah. many games. Like uh, uh, Color Splash is my uh, current We'll get session. to that. Yeah, we'll get to that and, one. And it's really, really fun. And, we, you know, Breath of the Wild is coming and stuff. But it really feels like the the, the last last breaths of this console. Well, are, they've ended production of the Wii U now. Pretty it's much. Official, that's what yeah. we reported today, yeah. yeah. But this was phenomenal. And there are games worth oh, definitely. chasing down and picking up and... The Wii U is probably going to drop to the you know to the floor in terms of price, and you'll be able to pick them up used and stuff. Get one. And there are some solid, solid experiences, oh, and this one is one of those. And it's it was such a weird franchise. Yeah, it's it's, it's quirky, but it's, I loved it. It's amazing. It's 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 so funny when it first came out on the GameCube. I was like. I already knew this was going to be something super special. Yeah. And it turned out to be something completely special. And it yeah. continues on. I'm so happy it's part of the Nintendo first party. You know, it's a really important game for Nintendo. Well, I'm really happy that it, it is. It's an amazing indulgence, I think, in the part of Nintendo to offer that opportunity to build this crazy idea mm -hmm. uh, from Miyamoto's perspective. Yeah. Like his obsession with gardening is what... I know, I heard that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is fantastic. And that's that's one of the reasons why Nintendo should always be adored. Always. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter what they do or how many times they screw up the fact that they're a corporation that would honor somebody's a creator who's very beloved in this business and very important in this business his whims yeah. and his passions enough to Nintendo, finance a game like that is amazing. Yeah. Nintendo forbid him to talk about what he was actually doing in his home life. Yeah. You know, so, so people didn't steal his ideas. <laughs> I was in my backyard. I was like, oh my God, he's created something incredible. Speaking of incredible, yeah. Super Mario Maker. Yes. Quite literally a perfect game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you almost think to yourself, why was this game made years ago? But yeah. it came out at the right time. Nintendo really needed this game. This, as a launch game for this, oh my God. would have changed everything. It could, Th this yeah. this would be a $50 million, uh, 
unit selling. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Because by the time this came out, the air was kind of out of yeah this yeah, machine's kind of life. Cycle. But it, but it but it kept it going. Oh yeah. You know, it's yes. like uh, like a patient. You're like, oh, you've got long to live. Like you bring this over. Like okay, yeah. maybe you got a couple more months. Yeah. No, it's a uh, phenomenal it game. A, that bought it another year. Yeah. The Wii U. Um, uh, Super Smash Brothers Wii U, obviously, uh, classic game. People love it. Yeah. I'm. I don't play it. I'm not like. Um. I'm not a competitive player of this game in any. I play Street Fighter. I'm a Street Fighter guy. Yeah. But uh, I. So many people love this game. It's a, you know it's it's a great HD distillation of all the the joy of the Smash Brothers game. Yeah. It took me a long time to kind of get over. I don't know if you know this about EP and and reviews, but Tommy and I didn't like the first Smash Brothers on Neither the N64. I. I hated it. it. And I don't know if it if it was a generational thing. It was just felt it so sucked. weird. It's crappy. It's well, crappy it didn't game. feel like a fighting game, yeah. and it felt like weird that all these mascots were fighting each other, yeah. and it just you know the controls weren't that great. And I don't they were anybody. It wasn't a very good game back then. But we got so much hate because we didn't like it. it That's okay. All over the internet, people would would. We were renowned for being the show where the two idiots didn't like Smash Oh, Brothers. well, that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but the, 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 it I got did, better. This is, I, this is perfection of that to, series. Yeah, I did grow to appreciate the game. I liked the Wii game quite yeah. a bit, and I, I really liked the Wii U game. And the thing yeah. that surprised me the most was how awesome the 3DS game was. Yeah. They really nailed, doesn't have this fidelity, but they nailed the, the vibe on a handheld, you know? You bring up a really good point, is that we were getting a lot of games on this machine that were in high definition, which yeah. said... Was a huge deal to get Pikmin and to get Smash Brothers in high def. Was like, well, finally. Yes. I kind of felt like it was like finally we're here, but we finally, we, anyways, we finally got there. Yep. Uh, speaking of finally getting there, Bayonetta too. I yeah. love Bayonetta. Love it's Bayonetta. It's sexist and and uh, makes you a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Never made me uncomfortable. But it's uh, <laughs> it's an incredible artistic achievement, and this yes. character, this this heroine, yes. is just so fun to watch. And check it out, you get the first Bayonetta game as a bonus included in here. Huge. And Nintendo paying for this is just insane, and it's yeah. got an M rating, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't like this was the biggest smash in the whole world, but Nintendo no. said this is. So well designed and platinum rules. Let's make a yeah. sequel, and we'll pay you to make a sequel, and that's an amazing. Hardcore game. fans like yeah. myself and yourself were very excited to see this on the Wii U. It was like yes, totally. and I sat one weekend and finished it. And it was over, and I liked it. Okay. Oh, here we go. I, I know you must freaking love this game. No, 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 no. Let's, yeah. let, what do you have to say about I think it's Xenoblade? I think Chronicles it's incredible, X. but it's like goodbye to your life. Yeah, it's exactly what I think, too. It's, it's like, exactly what I think, if too. If you have any people that want to see you for like three weeks, uh, you can't. You can't go out. can't leave your house. you got jobs it's to do. It's a huge... Yeah. I have a friend of mine, yeah. 150 hours into this game. Yeah. He's like, I don't even think I'm halfway. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. That's what made me just KO. I was like, well, and, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Like, uh, we, we don't know if it's our age or anything, but we like shorter games. We don't mind shorter game yeah. experiences. This game is like, this game would have been great if I was 13 or 14 years old. It, Even it, then, it would have been like, oh, my God. God. It still is like, great, though. That's it's the no, thing. It's great. It the still graphics, is. Even, even though I'm a, yeah. averse to the amount of commitment. I mean, this is like a relationship, right? It's oh, like, my God. Will you marry me, Xenoblade Chronicles X? It's, and then you, you, have, yeah. you have like a six-month affair, and then you realize, okay, it's time to, it's time so to move it, on. The game, is, the game begins. You're running around the city. You're like, yeah. what the hell? I know. 
This is and then you go outside and you explore for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And you're only in one little tri uh, rectangle, you know, a hexagon, <laughs> sorry, I should say. And there's millions of hexagons. You're like, And they did oh. some great uh, integration with the dual uh, screens there yes, too, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's a very, very solid experience. Yeah, I got my special edition of this. I love the music, the graphics. Yep. I mean, the anime character designs. Everything's yep. great. This is no problem. This is penultimate. This is... Uh, Imagine I said, I'm too bad about Mario Kart 8. Too bad uh, this really sucks. And this game is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal yes. game. Yeah, that that is a game <laughs> worthy of just a straight port to the Switch. You know, like oh, it's yeah, embedded onto and the hard drive. To, you know, it's going to. Be. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. You know, especially with you know what made it perfect was even more perfect was all the DLC, all the yeah. add-ons. So suddenly your driving is Link, and you've got all. You know, oh, I downloaded it all. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible, incredible. Game. I got in so many arguments with my wife on this game yeah. because she, we would we would play it all the time and. If she was ever going to bed and she beat me, I'd be like, no, you're sitting down. My, like you're sitting down. My wife, uh, as my obsession for games grew and grew and the amount of production that, that <laughs> the games required and, mm -hmm. and my time sort of got consumed, she started to not want to play games as much, which I totally appreciate. She kind of left that she, to It me. was just too much of her, maybe? Well, it was just like games were taking me away all the time, yeah, which yeah, I totally yeah. get. Yeah. But our relationship at the beginning, we played games all the time, and Mario Kart was one of those games. Does that she still we really, play games now? A little bit, a little not bit. Much, not much. Not, no, not so much. No. You know, she sees me talking about it all the time. I think she <laughs> she knows the game. She gets it by osmosis. She gets it. Yeah. Now I'm starting to introduce it to my to my daughter, and yeah. she's really loving all this stuff. But uh, Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo was an incredibly instrumental game for our uh, our romance, which is really cool. Oh, was it really? Yeah, absolutely. She was better at at the game than I was. Did all that the time. frustrate you at the time? I thought it was awesome. That's cool. She's yeah, she's very competitive, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I love that very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm very competitive with video games. I get really <laughs> kind of nuts about it. I haven't cracked the seal. Oh my gosh! Nest Remix. I know. Yeah. I should. I yeah, Scott and I reviewed that. That was cool. It's fun. I, I you know obviously a way to kind of. Uh, market their back catalog, which Nintendo is probably better at than anybody. Anybody, yeah. And uh, smart sort of mini, you know. Recreations of yeah, original games. Like yeah. the, uh, the Wario games, the, uh, yeah. what, are the, what were those ones called? The Wario games? The, yeah. um, the uh, I forget the Wario name. games? Yeah, the WarioWare games, kind of Wario, just like yeah, the yeah. WarioWare experience. So there's like mini Super games fun. and things like that, yeah, yeah, of course. And it's also good on the 3DS. We had a good time. Oh my God! I, I, I didn't get this. This was out this year, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't get this one. I um I wrote to Atlas. I said, "Can you send me a copy?" They never wrote me back, so I just went that morning and bought it. But I have a funny story about this, and yeah. I think Baruti will probably appreciate this. Yeah. Is that so? My wife wanted this game. She wanted this game really badly. She just finished Persona Four. She's like, "I definitely want that game." So, so she, she's phoning every EB, and don't ask why. It I, I'll get to it. She phones this EB and uh, they're like, oh, what, what game are you looking for? And she's like, oh, do you have Tokyo, Tokyo Mirage Sessions? And she just said Sessions wrong. She said Sessions. And I'm in the other room laughing my ass off. Like, I said, and then I walked in. I said, I said, give me the phone. I said, I will phone. I know an EB. They'll probably have it. Let, let me handle this. Right? So I get on the phone. I'm really cocky. I'm sitting there. I'm like, and the EB guy answers, and he's like, oh, what are you looking for? I said, uh, do you have Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Sessions, Sessions, Sessions. I just hear her laughing. You're like, you idiot. You idiot. Like, I said, I deserve that. I deserve it. So I got the last copy that was at my EB. We came home. It took him 90 hours to finish this. I, I've heard mixed things about this. Like, it's too much in one direction and not enough in the other. Or ah, there's a lot I could say about it. Because it's Fire Emblem and Persona mixed in together. It's more, right? it's more, uh, it's persona. more persona, right? Yeah, it's not well, real Fire Emblem it, stuff. Uh, if it's Persona, which is one of the weirdest franchises out yeah, there, yeah, yeah, how could it not 
dissolve into Persona because it's, whole, it's so crazy and filled with personality. I think it was originally supposed to be a lot more Fire Emblem, and yeah. then as it went on, it just became a Persona game. It's a really it's a Persona game that has to do with idol singers. Yeah, and Kim f- loved the story. I thought the story was pretty good. Yeah, but Kim was obsessed, like yeah. totally obsessed. And I asked her, "Why did you like this game so much?" And she's like, "Because I like Persona." And yeah. I'm like, "That makes sense." But it was all about becoming idol singers, and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't fall in love, but I didn't hate it by any yeah, means, you know? Yeah. Type of thing. Amazing franchise. A lot of combat, though. Oh, my God. We're at the uh, Color Splash portion color of the splash. program, which yeah. is... I, I'm still playing this. Me, too. Uh, I love this game. I Me, think, too. I think it's a beautiful experience. Uh, I love the artwork. Oh, yeah. It's simple. It's not especially taxing. Um, and it takes a little bit of time. One of the things that I don't like about it is how much uh, back and forth you're doing between the... I hate that. Right? And there's yeah. no way to put it all up on the screen, which kind of sucks when you're recording the footage or showing the you footage can't show on the screen. Yeah, you can't show the card selection, which is a big ch- chunk Huge of it. Part of it. And it's not like you just... Because you, you take a card and you color it in and then you choose it and then you flick it up. But yeah. there's steps in between every single thing. So it's not this fluid, like, take a card... You, you can't scribble and shoot. You've got to choose the card, drag it, select it to paint it. Yeah. Then you select, is that the card you want? Then you flick it up. And every one of those takes a good five or ten seconds. And, I, you know, yeah. I don't want to say anything negative about it because it's such a great game. But yeah. I just found, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is such a wonderful world. And I'm like... Yeah. Then you're looking at cards. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really, it just takes me out of the combat. Yes. I just wish the combat was on the screen. Yeah. If they did, uh, I know they had to use the screen. I'm not, I'm not bashing it. I'm not color splashing it. But um, honestly, it's, I, I didn't like the combat so much. But the world is the best it's, it's ever been. And, 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 and the co- adding color to the world, that, yeah. that's always been a great idea in games. Remember the blob on the, uh, on the old Wii systems? Yeah. Where you're running around and fighting these ink cops. And, of course, yeah. You know, and even, uh, in uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Sunshine when you had the, yeah. the, 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 the floods, yeah, yeah, well, amazing yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like, and I think this is like, and of course, um, Splatoon, right? This mm-hmm. is this is like part of that that sloppy, messy uh, genre of titles out there, and it 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 handles that work, it handles that sort of responsibility so well. I loved using the color hammer to just. Sort of color so all good. the stuff, right? I know yeah. it felt so good smashing so it. Fun. I will believe, and I hate using this terminology, and it's a yeah. term that's used way too often on YouTube. It will become a hidden gem. Yeah, for I, sure. I really believe. Yeah, that. no, it's a great game, and and my daughter's really digging it. This is you another know. one that uh, I've, I adore. This is, Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is like a claymation experience. The graphics are phenomenal in uh, in the Kirby game, and it's kind of uh, you know a, a different direction from the Epic Yarn game for the Wii, which yep. was also uh, superb. Beautiful looking game. Yeah, th- th- you know this this Hal Labs that uh, has been making Kirby games over the years. They are one of the most. Um, uh, experienced and diverse developers in the business. Mm-hmm. They've they've reimagined Kirby in so many unique ways and it's really impressive and yeah. really I mean this that's the genius of this little puffball character that can be squished and contorted and and become all kinds of these characters. But I just love the design of this. I loved, you know, using the it was kind of like a there was a canvas curse game for the DS mm-hmm. where you were drawing uh lines and stuff like that and Kirby would be so it's kind of lifting on all of that did you play this at all? no I didn't it's an amazing I I have so many friends of mine that love Kirby yeah and just because of 
there's so many video games down. It's like, well, Kirby's cool, but you know, I'm just you know concentrating some other games. But yeah, I, I absolutely love Kirby, but I did not play that. That's amazing. All. Kirby Mass Attack on the uh, yeah. the uh, old DS was yeah. amazing as well, where you're actually ten different Kirby's dealing with all uh -huh. kinds of stuff. Uh, cool. The Kirby's Dream Course on the Super Nintendo. There's so many the Kirby, Kirby games, Kirby man. Pinball yeah, land. Oh my God. I mean, that's the that's the beauty yeah. of this this character, but also that design team, that development team is really remarkable. Epic yeah. Yarn too, man. Did you play that game? I did. Yeah, that was really a gorgeous game, but not really my type of game, but yeah. a beautiful looking game. Gotcha. Um, Seminal. Wow, this is uh, this is a couple of years ago now. I think is yeah. it two? Is two years ago? Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. I had the best Christmas playing that, yep. having some Baileys and hot chocolate, uh, you know, playing yep. on the TV. Were you wearing cat pajamas? I do not have any <laughs> cat pajamas that I would admit to. A cat onesie. Yeah, oh my god. I can imagine coming out of the bedroom saying, I'm ready, Kim, for Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, she's already in hers, you know. But no, I, I really, I'll be honest, I remember the Nintendo Direct, they show this game. I remember getting up at like 6 in the morning to yep. watch it, or whatever yep. it was at. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, it's not Mario 64 too, so I'm disappointed. Yeah, we're all I, waiting for that. We're all waiting for it. So yeah. I was a little disappointed, but when the game came out and I started playing it, it is so fun to play with your friends. Yes, it's it all is. about playing. Yeah. Playing it on your own would be okay, but it's about playing with your friends. Yep. You know, and uh, me and, and it's Kim and Hansen did that. And gorgeous. HD and gorgeous, and yeah. a great, uh, great Mario game. I have not taken this out. My friend Andrew bought this for me yeah. for my birthday a bunch of years ago, Deus Ex. I have not taken that Did out. Did you play it on another machine? I played it on, yeah, the PS3, yeah, yeah for sure. Amazing game. Um, where, we are missing Splatoon. Neither one of us is Splatoon. I, I, you know what? It's a digital code on my I don't even, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't have a copy. I played it at my cousin's place for Christmas, yeah. and it's I liked it. It's an amazing it. game, though. Yeah. I kind of tried to choose games that yeah. aren't the big ones. You yeah, know, most most of the ones that I, I chose here, which you have, right? A few of those, yeah. Nintendo Land, eh, cool. It was cool the first day, and I never played it again. I can admit. Yeah, that. yeah, it was definitely kind of a demo of what the machine can do, but not great. Not great. I had everybody over, and we all had fun playing the Luigi's Mansion one. Yeah. You know th that was fun. Yeah. Uh, where somebody's uh, the ghosts or whatever, yep. and all that. That was cool, but I never played it again. That was a very weird E3 reveal, man. To be in that audience, and then they just end it with fireworks at the end, and it's just like it felt. It felt like somebody just stopped talking, and then fireworks went off, and. And they were like, "What? What happened here?" <laughs> Wait, was, was that that old IGN <laughs> picture where everybody's like, "Yeah," you know? And they're yeah. like, "Yeah." At the end, after that, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Were yeah. you? I gotta ask you: Were you at the E3 when they showed uh, Twilight Princess for the first time? I've been at every E3. So were you in the Nintendo? I've, I've been in every Nintendo. Well, thing. look at yeah. that, eh? Yeah, so. Mr. Mr. Big Shot here. <laughs> That's amazing. So, like, the one thing that always got me about that E3 reveal was the crowd went crazy. So you were there, and what was that like? You know what was crazier was when Miyamoto came out with it's the sword and shield for the Ocarina of Time reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The N64. Yeah. And it was a much smaller industry and a smaller stage, but yeah. th that was a profound yeah. moment for the video game yeah. industry. And that was amazing. Ken Lobb was still at Nintendo, and he was he was up on stage talking about stuff. Uh, but yeah, but all of it has been amazing. And wow. I kind of wish that Nintendo would have that pageantry again and, and you know, assume mm. that center stage position. Oh, I loved it. But I, I understand the smart kind of direction that they've been having these fan events, which I haven't really gone to. I haven't gone to watch Smash competitions and stuff like that. Um, and, and their Nintendo Directs, they can kind of reach a lot more people. A lot of people are kind of using E3 in a totally different way than they used to. Yeah. You know, and Nintendo But is, I want to see Reggie get on stage and kick ass and take names again. Yeah, it's fun. That was, that was the best time ever. We have we have two uh, Zelda games. Yeah, we might as well bring yours at the same time yeah. when we get through these. 
the, this was the first uh, Zelda game that I showed to Ruby because mm -hmm. it has that kid child. It's a really thing. nice game to show. Yeah. Yeah, and she really dug it, but she got freaked out by a, a giant talking tree, and she was <laughs> crying and asking oh, no. me to turn it off, oh, and no. she was so scared. Uh, and then you know, flash forward a year later, and she'd seen a little bit more stuff. We played a little Lego Dimensions and things, but then we finished this. And this was the first time that I actually finished the game because this it's is a good a, game. It's a massive game. Yeah. And I had it on the Wii, and everything was coming out at the time that it came out with the Wii. And mm. I played the huge chunk of it to know what I thought of the game, but I hadn't actually gotten to the very end. But I beat this with my daughter, wow. and I loved every second of the playing the game, but with her and her perspective. Made it so much more special. Yeah, because she was remembering all the details, and she was recounting and catching me up on the stories and talking about the sick Zora kid, and you know, yeah. and, you know, like connecting all of the dots. And to watch my my daughter soak all of that up was just insane. She must be like, from from your daughter's point of view, she must be like, oh my god, I have all these toys. Yep, it's a bit it's a bit nuts for sure, and we try to. It's good. That we have uh, stuff kind of separated. separated. In our yeah, house. yeah, yeah. We don't, yeah. we don't have in the living room oh all of gosh. this, right? We have it in my my, and she knows that my my work area is my work area, so that actual work has to go there, even though it, it looks like you know a toy store bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude, I was blown away. I was yeah. like, holy jeez! But you know, that's what happens when you're 20 years into, yeah, into yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the career that you love, and it's all about toys. And it's games, so funny because our parents weren't into that kind of stuff. My mom was, oh, dad weren't into. Uh, like you know, action figures and movies. They, they no. liked watching a movie, and that, that was it for them. Mama they were was very, a big movie buff, but she was into, yeah. uh, uh, you know, she was a, a collector of, of philosophy books and, yeah, and, yeah. and poetry and things like that. She was always a, a lover of, of the arts, and she did some acting, and she loved yeah. that I was acting. And my sister's done some singing, and my brother's an <laughs> actor, and my other sister's an actor in Mexico. Yeah and her director and she she always had that affinity and appreciation for the arts but yeah. uh, she I would show her all the games I remember I have this great memory of my grandmother and and my uh, my mom and I uh, playing ColecoVision uh, Smurfs and yes. watching my grandmother you know try to figure out the controls <laughs> yeah. and everybody getting into it yeah. that's great yeah see for me I remember like my my dad coming downstairs I'd be playing like oh god some RPG at the time, and he'd be like, "Get your head out of fantasy land." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, he just was, he didn't understand that world. And just Did before, the belt come off. No, was he coming at you with a bottle? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> get out and get a job. You're gonna make me choke. <laughs> My dad wasn't a tyrant like that. He just wanted me to to do something. For him, he didn't understand sitting in front of a TV. Yeah, and playing a game. And you know, God bless my dad. Honestly, is that. I have uh, I have a like, fond memory of him just before he passed away, yeah. is that uh, I had the N64 downstairs with Mario Kart, and my dad did like racing things. He liked racing stuff, but not video games. Video games didn't register for him. Yeah. And I remember I came home early from something one day, and my dad was on the floor, and he had the controller between his legs. He's trying to try to make it into like a joystick, oh, you know, like a like a, like a <laughs> sorry, like a steering wheel, and he's like playing it, and he was like so into it. And I believe if my dad lived for longer, he would have gotten into games. Yeah. He was starting; t the ice was breaking yeah. for him. He, uh, that hey, this is fun. This is not a bad thing, type of thing, and all it that. It is an emotional connection, right? It is an emotional connection. Yeah. Speaking of uh, breaking, uh, breaking the ice, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Very fun. Very good. Very tough. And game. aggravating, but oh, beautiful yeah. and cool. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, maybe one of the, the magical ingredients that really has uh, uh, 
propelled my love for the Lego experiences. Did you play this game? No, I'm, I, I love Lego, but I don't collect Lego games. Like I like the Star Wars ones and stuff. But Th this was yeah. uh, this was TT Games going off in their own direction, adding voice to their characters, yeah. and creating their own world. Uh, and I think Lego City is actually part of Lego Dimensions. I think they're bringing some something Lego in the new Lego yeah, Dimensions yeah, yeah. stuff now. But this was so funny and so well crafted. They hired a great you know bunch of Hollywood actors and stuff and good screenwriting. It was the precursor to the Lego Movie in a lot of ways. Uh, it just had this this attitude and this uh, adventurousness that the you know the, the license stuff is always really incredibly charming but this was almost poking fun at itself there are lots of great little in jokes mm. and it's like a lego grand theft auto and wow. it was only ever made on the wii u you can't get this oh, on another yeah. platform and it's an amazing game you know wow. it was really an eye-opening experience they made a 3ds version which isn't quite as impressive but uh, lego city undercover was really that's really, really cool yeah yeah i can't wait to play that one with my kid a little bit later there's a whole stack of now uh, yeah yeah of these lego games that are because uh, she loves the uh, dimensions and she's right into skylanders wow. and stuff. it's cool to tap into how an early player would approach all of this stuff because mm. it brings you back, right? It brings so you when back. When you're younger, yeah. Yeah, to when I was playing Donkey Kong or Smurfs or, you yeah. know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of these games. Burger Time or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any of those old Do you have games? an obscure one from, it doesn't have to be Nintendo, like this obscure, weird uh, game? Yeah, from back in the day. Might not be your favorite one, maybe a guilty pleasure. Oh, um, played it on the Atari systems or something like I, that. I probably, you know, like it, Combat. I know it sounds so lame yeah, to say, it's all right. but Combat was kind of fun. I remember playing my dad in that game and uh, I got really good at it, very competitive. I think that was the beginning of my competitiveness in video games, was yeah. Combat, just shooting the other person. I was like, yes, take that or whatever. Uh, but, but I think that's about it. I never really liked the. Uh, the Atari 2600 too much. So the NES was the beginning. Was your gateway? It was the 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 beginning of a troubled life. See, I had <laughs> uh, I had moved away from games, gone into acting, and gone into well, I got into school. I went to university and got into acting, and then I started to get some work, and I wanted to get back into games. I, and the NES was that first console that I went back to. I had a break pretty much from games. And uh, did you want to be an actor? Is that what you want? I to was do? acting. Yeah, you I were was, acting. Yeah, yeah, I was I was getting work and and. Uh, but I was always, I, I tapped into video games and my love for video games to, to get to emotions as an actor. And I remember telling my students, wow. my fellow students, that I was using the game that I was playing last night to kind of feel this. And wow. they were like, what? That's crazy. But yeah. that, I was aware of the emotional sort of wow. power of games. And so that's what uh, kind of brought those worlds together, which was sort of that, that led into Electric Play. And that was in what year is that? Uh, that was 90. So I bought an NES at the end of its lifespan. Mm -hmm. And just as the Genesis and the Super Nintendo were launching, and I became a Genesis guy because I just loved the, the marketing that Sega was doing. Sega, was, speed. Yeah, Sega was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. But then I saw Super Nintendo running ActRaiser at a kid's house. I was I was babysitting this kid for a friend, and and uh, he had a Super Nintendo, and it had he had stereo TV, and ActRaiser's music was just so oh, amazing. Yuzo Koshiro's music, yeah, yeah it was incredible. Music. And I was yeah. like, that's in stereo. That sounds so cool. And of course, I had to get a Super Nintendo, and that became that, a Super so, Nintendo. So person. were you kind of so out of it that you went over and was like ActRaiser was a surprise to you? Because yeah. I was I was the build up man. I was reading yeah. about the Super Famicom, waiting. I'm like, come on. That that you know? was. When I when I jumped from the NES to the Genesis and then got the Super Nintendo, that's probably the birth of EP happening right there. Mm -hmm. Because I never lost my love, 
No. But suddenly this became a, a monthly obsession. I had the yeah. Genesis, the Super Nintendo, the Game Boy, the Game Gear, the Atari Lynx. Uh, I was dying for the Jaguar, couldn't wait for the PlayStation. So all of that, all of that sort of monthly expenditure and fascination. I was spending a hundred bucks a month easily on, oh, on yeah. magazines, mm. three hundred bucks on games. I was just steeped, and and meanwhile trying to act and and uh, auditioning like crazy and waitering and but games became this yeah. uh, this driving force for me. And you, you had know? to get video game magazines back then. I remember yeah. that it was all about video game magazines, and then until you started your show, pretty much in Canada, that's what it was. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Well, yeah. and I used I used the the model of all these magazines on the bookshelves, and yeah. I would say, look at how many magazines there are. There are no television shows about this medium What's at going all. On, yeah, you know, it's, you can watch fifty shows about golf. Why can't we watch one show about the the video game world? Yeah. And, and people understood that. Yeah, and definitely. so we got to do it, and then it uh, it led to me being on the Happy Console Gamer Show, and then and me on your on your show. They let you play around. It's absolutely amazing. How long have we been talking for? I've lost I, I don't know. Time. Forty hours. Uh, Four. An hour Hour and ten. Okay, ten yeah. Ten it's, perfect. Time yeah. flies, brother. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. I really appreciate I it. I love having a conversation with you. Somebody that's been uh, gaming as long as I have. It's yeah, been, it's super fun, <laughs> it's, man. It's super Nintendo fun. <laughs> no, no, super awesome uh, to be here. Do you want to say any last rights to the Wii U? Any? any oh any God, I, we need to set it to sea and you know <laughs> have some tears uh, and uh, a Viking funeral. Yeah, that kind of thing, and say goodbye and wave to it and <laughs> light it. Oh light an arrow God. on fire. As there's memories of playing, you know, screenshots. In the, in the sky they're showing all the, all the amazing experiences and it's been a good time it's been a good ride yeah. it has we just wanted a little bit more out of it and maybe the Switch will be what the Wii U wanted to I, be I think so right yeah, yeah I think so can't wait John awesome to have you thank you so much Johnny Millennium until next time thanks for watching everybody we'll see you soon